0: You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. In today's episode, I'm going to address why you would want to interview or call junior mining company management and some of the goals that you should have going into this call and how it will benefit you, not just for your personal due diligence decisions regarding a specific company, but how it can help you in the long run, especially in terms of developing your network, which is crucial to being a long-term successful junior mining speculator. I'm Bill Powers, and this is Mining Stock Education. Thank you for tuning in. A little bit of background on me. I, uh, for years, have been an entrepreneur, Previous to doing this show, I was running a construction company in Metro Detroit, so I'm an entrepreneur. I understand how businesses work, small businesses, and I think that in part, although I don't come from a technical background to understand uh, mining speculation, I do understand entrepreneurship and things that are surrounding that, which I think helps when you're sizing up management and talking to them because they're essentially running small businesses. These are research and development companies. They're venture capital speculations. So you, you want an entrepreneur that is competent and qualified to move the business forward because they're essentially mineral exploration uh, and development. They're essentially trying to find a product, then determine if that product will be economically feasible so that they could one day either sell the company to a bigger company that would want their product. We're talking about the ounces in the ground, the mineral resource, or they themselves would bring that into production. So junior mining speculation. I got into this because I saw the profit potential years ago. And even as the show is named Mining Stock Education, it's, it was a phrase or something I heard Rick Rule say years ago that kind of prompted and inspired me not only to name the show this, but also to focus on mining stock investing in that he said he's been able to make a ton of money in the mining sector because of the knowledge arbitrage that he takes advantage of, because the caliber of the competition, he says, is so low. So crucial to profiting from this knowledge arbitrage that Rick talks about is calling junior mining company management as part of your due diligence process. And I should note that I've got a lot of questions about this, uh, both for several a week, uh, people asking me to interview specific companies when you could actually interview them yourselves. You don't need to wait for somebody like me or another uh, podcast or, or YouTube interviewer in the mining sector to interview them for you. You can actually go ahead and interview them yourself. And then also got some extreme end of the spectrum emails regarding, you know, none of these junior mining CEOs are are truthful and they're all blown smoke in the wind and how can we trust them and how should I even use the interviews that I find such as yours or others on YouTube or in the podcast sphere. So that's a very skeptical uh, (laughs) uh, perspective on things, but that can be healthy. You don't want to be gullible to where you fall for any story, but perhaps you don't want to be on the other end of the spectrum where you view every mining management as trying to steal your money, because I can tell you that there are good guys out there, and those are the ones that you want to put your mining your money behind. And before I get into a couple points here about interviewing junior mining company management, I should note that when I was doing my due diligence process uh, years ago in 2017, I came across an interview that Rick Rule did in the 90s, believe it or not, with the Colorado School of Mines. And this was a program that was put together for helping non-technically trained um, people, investors, succeed at investing in the mining sector. And this was before the internet was popularized, obviously. And so Rick was interviewed for this series on helping retail mining speculators succeed. And he talks about his process of interviewing junior mining company management. So I actually typed up that transcript as so I could learn from Rick, how to interview uh, the mining company management. And that is on my website. It was posted uh, three years ago, October 2017. So I'll link to that in the show notes so you can get Rick's insights on that. But why are you going to call them? Why are you going to call them up? You're, gonna, you're calling them up to obtain answers to questions that are not readily available on the company's website or via published interviews. So you're not just going to call them up and say, tell me about your company, and then your follow-up question is, why should I trust you? You know, you don't want to come across like that and you should have specific questions. This is what I do. When I have cash in my account that I'm looking to deploy into a mining speculation, I come across things on the internet. I listen to several interviews before I would ever call them. I want to get a feel for the, the company leader. I want to hear them describe the value proposition. And then I'm going to go through their presentation and their documents on their website, look at how they're communicating, do some initial assessments. Do I think that they're marketing well? How do they come across? How compelling of a presenter speaker is the the executive? So I'm doing all these assessments. And then as I listen to the interviews and as I go through the presentations, I have a sheet and I'm jotting down notes. And so when I call them, my questions aren't just going to be for them to regurgitate what they've already put on their website, what they've already said in the public domain, what they've put in their presentation, but I'm trying to glean things, information that's not easily obtainable already on their website or in these interviews. So my questions will be follow-up questions to what they've already presented or some critical questions, but it's a piggyback off of something that I've already heard them say Or read in their presentation. And this is crucial, especially for a point that I'm going to make here in a second, that when you uh, reach out to them, you want to come across as serious, whether you're putting in a seven-figure investment, a six-figure investment, a five-figure investment, or even a four-figure investment. If you come across the right way, That's going to make you look good. And as you're going to see in one of my points upcoming, that's going to be crucial for you to develop your network, which is going to be crucial for information flow and deal flow that you could possibly see in the future. Why call these executives? Because you can learn non-public legal information. And notice I'm stressing the word legal. I'm not encouraging trying to manipulate or uh, squeeze out of anybody anything Illegal, insider information, none of that. That's not what we're talking about here, but non-public legal information. And I'll share a story to give an example of what I'm talking about here. In 2017 or 18, I can't remember which it was, I was looking at this silver company that IPO'd. And so I had them on my watch list and it was trading, I think in the 60 cent range shortly after IPO. And then it kept going down and down and down. And when something falls that quickly, you know, you're doing an assessment, and you're asking yourself, "Wow, is this like a fire sale where I can pick up this this junior miner at a great discount, or is there actually a fatal flaw in this company? Was this just a pump and dump with an IPO where all the seed investors are just selling?" So you're asking these questions, and the shares got down in the low twenties, and so when it got down into the low twenty cent range, I called up the company, and uh, wanted to ask them about this, of course, and so. I think I called them and then they called me back because they, did, they didn't initially answer. And um, the gentleman that called me back was actually one of the seed investors. He was a fund manager. He was not an IR professional. He was not a marketing professional or even somebody that was an employee of the company. I don't know if he was on contract to return phone calls, but he's running his own fund that's not exclusively in the resource sector. But because he had such a large seed position in this company, he called me back and what? just with that information, what am I getting? I'm, I'm assessing whether this company has their stuff together. As a small business, do they even have all the, the team members on the team to make it successful? And they don't even have an, a, a full-time IR per person yet. And if they're going to put all these things together, and these things are all going to coalesce to come together in the future, perhaps it could be a buying opportunity to buy in the, the low $0.20 cent range and then they get their stuff together or they do a good marketing plan and then the share price could rise from there or maybe not maybe it's just going to sink even further because they don't have their stuff together so that was the first thing i g- gleaned by calling and then as i talked to this gentleman i said hey i've been watching your share price fall from the 60 cent range down into the low 20s what specifically is going on here and he proceeded to tell me with a lot of frustration and some choice words that there was another seed investor that got cheap shares you know as a founding member and he was just blowing it out so i don't know what he paid for his shares i didn't ask specifically whether it was 5 cents and if you're selling your 5 cent shares at 60 cents then 50 cents then 45 cents 40 cents 35 you're making money all the way down and he was just blowing out his shares in the 20 pushing the share price down and the gentleman from the company told me he said hey i w- we've been trying to contact him and just say hey let's do a you know, sell us your shares in blocks, but quit crushing the share price. So I got this information, which helped explain why the share price sold off. And this was non-public legal information. Why would you call junior mining company management to assess the management's intention, motivation, and capability? Now, intention deals with morality because they're in the promise-making business. These are venture capital businesses again, and what are their intention? Are they truly trying to find a mine, which they'll sell to somebody else or build themselves, or are they trying to mine gullible, foolish investors, their pockets, because of making promises and making claims of what could be in order to raise money, which they then consume and spend on themselves? So you're trying to assess their intention and you, you can get a, a vibe or a feel from people in their attitude as you're talking to them to where you may not be able to get that fully in a published interview, but if you have some level of discernment that you've developed over the years, you're gonna be able to assess that better because this ultimately is a trust game. You know, you're trusting them to take your money and to take the entity or take the entity that you've invested in this this vehicle, and take that that money and and use it in such a way that it would hopefully yield a yield success, yield a discovery, or yield an advancement of the project. So you're trusting them with your money to hopefully go create value, and they may with the they could have the best of intentions, and they may not be successful. They may not get that hole, and they could have misinterpreted the. The MAG survey and the anomalies and things like that, and they could come back with nothing. But even if that's the case, you want to make sure that their intentions are good. You're going to assess their motivation. What is this person in it for? I've met a lot of mining executives that are in it for making money, as they should be. I'm investing because I want to make money. But the executives that I've really put a lot of money behind in terms of early exploration, is those that are not just motivated by money and gaining wealth for themselves, but are motivated by the fame or the glory of being successful. So if you get somebody that is motivated by making money, but also by reputation, obviously keeping their reputation because they're known as an honest, hardworking, trustful executive, but they want to be labeled at the end of their life as being you know, a big player, somebody that's discovered so they're they're motivated by fame not just by money and that can be a powerful motivating factor because when they're looking at it they're thinking in terms of legacy not just the immediacy of what their current mining company this vehicle can can do for them and then you're going to assess their capability now if you're not from a technical background like I'm not you may not be able to assess how good of a geologist they are you know if you have a network you can call people and ask them hey how how good is this person do you trust them you can ask some geoscientists or metallurgists whoever's in your network and ask them about this person to see how capable they are okay so you're trying to assess their intention their motivation and their capability and that's something you can do further by calling them and then why would you call them you'd call them because it'll help you develop possible relationships in this sector for future opportunities and information. You can find information and you can make relationships via social media in this sector or chat rooms, uh, reaching out to people just in email. You can do all that. But when you make, if you come across the right way, when you reach out to management, this could be a increase your personal Rolodex and this could be a, a future source of information and opportunities. For example, you call up a company and you're asking about investing and you, and you talk to the IR professional that answers. And so this IR professional makes a note of you and maybe you're only looking to do a four-figure investment. and so. But this, this, this person makes a note of you, you're in their Rolodex, you're in their contact li- list now. Well, two years later, now you're looking to do a six-figure investment. And this IR professional moved on to their next company It's an early stage pre-IPO deal. And because you were in their contact list and you came across well, this person reaches out to you, this IR professional, and says, hey, we have this pre-IPO deal. It's priced at $0.30 with a full four-year warrant at $0.45. We expect to go public in six months, hopefully in the $0.75 range. Would you be interested? And you participate in the deal, hopefully you make a lot of money. But whether you make money or not on that opportunity, that's an opportunity that's not going to be available to just anybody, but it was available to you because you reached out, made the contact, and then eventually that opportun- and a future opportunity came back to you. And so you may be somebody from outside the mining sector, and you may be somebody that maybe doesn't have a tremendous amount of wealth yet, but even the little steps of reaching out, making contacts, coming across well. This is going to build crucial relationships that may not seem important today, but could be very significant in the future. And from those relationships, you could get a flow of information, as in this is a good stock to invest in or avoid that management team or opportunities such as this fictitious one that I just made up. And so on that note, when you do reach out to uh, these companies, come across well. and, And here are some pointers. As I've said already, Come up with your questions of non-readily public information about the company. So you want to be asking questions that shows that you've already looked into the company and have some good questions. Shows that you're a serious potential buyer because they don't want to waste their time just as you don't want somebody else to waste your time. And also when you write the email, write the email using correct grammar Correct letter form, something a lot of people don't do today. So, for example, don't start your sentences with lowercase letters. I'm just going to give you a tip. Like some of us still took a grammar class seriously back in seventh grade and college. So it doesn't come across well if you're not using a proper greeting and you're not using proper grammar and punctuation. And then in the email, let it be short and sweet to the point. If you're a private investor such as myself, say I'm a private investor based out of here. I learned about your company via these mediums. I liked what I heard when I listened to the interview on such and such platform. However, I have some follow-up questions, if you'd be so kind, uh, to schedule a 30-minute call with me that I'd like to have answered before I take a position in your company. Now, that comes across really well. You're coming across as you're a serious potential buyer. You've done some initial research you're not going to waste their time and you could be a new investor. And if you if you move forward like that, the likelihood of getting a, a response and hopefully a quick response would be good. And so, especially in this upcoming new year for, in particular, the the retail private investors such as myself that are listening, you can make it happen. You can make a lot of money, and but crucial to that is going to be to call these companies more. And in calling them, you're going to develop your network. Listen, I... I Didn't grow up in this sector. I didn't know anybody. And once I made a little money in 2016 in this sector, I decided that I would focus more on it. And I've made a lot of money in the last four years. So I've made a lot more money than I've invested. I've taken my money, I've multiplied it. But I also made a conscious decision in in early 2017 that I would go to, I don't know what it is, five to eight conferences a year, which I did before COVID. And when I was serious about taking a position in a company, I would do this process I just talked about and call the company. And from that, I've had opportunities, even pre-IPO deal that I did this year, or good private placement opportunities that I've been tipped off on. And it all goes back to, to this, just reaching out, making contacts. So I just encourage you in 2021, call Mining Company Management more, develop your network, and you can be successful. I'll leave you with that. Hopefully this was uh, encouraging and shared some insights for uh, your future growth as a mining speculator. This is Bill Power signing off. All the best.